and to speak to me. And so I began researching this consecration of the priests uh, in the Median Desert at the time when uh, there was a tent of the meeting. And uh, there were two and a half or two million people just left Egypt a year before. And God comes to Moses and meets him at the entrance of the tent of the meeting with a cloud of smoke and began to give Moses detailed, specific, uh, how do you say, detail simply means specific information on how to proceed in terms of uh, uh, in terms of uh, the consecration of the priests and uh, uh, John would you help me here and so what I what I'm saying to you is that I want to share this for just a moment thank you John the priests need to be ordained and the consecration was necessary even if they were sons and descendants of Aaron. And, and so the Lord spoke to Moses, take Aaron and his sons with him, and then began to mention objects, garments, anointing oil, bullock for the sin offering, two rams and a basket of unleavened bread. One of the items here that uh, we still bring in the presence of the Lord is actually uh, the, the anointing oil. Uh, <clears throat> Notice that the garments in the anointing oil and the bullock in the sin offering, the rams in the basket of unleavened bread, has a meaning. Each one have a specific meaning. So God is beginning to work in the mind of the people of God, the early priests, and tell them how they are going to deal with the priesthood. It's very important because without dealing with the priesthood, the kingdom will not grow. The kingdom will not develop. The priests are the ones that bring worship and adoration before God. And so Moses and Moses did as the Lord commanded him to do. Yesterday we dealt with uh, several items. We dealt with the priesthood per se, the consecration, and of course the clothing. I told you in detail about the clothing. I told you that... Uh, the linen undergarment had at the bottom of it uh, uh, woven with uh, the finest uh, scarlet yarn. Yarn, uh, the, the, the 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 object of a pomegranate. Pomegranate. Say it, John. Pomegranate. Pomegranate. And uh, just looking exactly as that, and a little bell, and a little pomegranate. The pomegranate was 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 done by hands. The little bell was a, gold, a little golden bell. So everywhere the priest went, bells would begin ringing as they walked. So people would know who is coming, who is behind you, and how to, how to open the door so the priest would pass by. Then the next we talked about the effort, a short jacket. We talked about the urim and the tummy. And, uh, and of course we all got to the anointing of oil. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> in this uh, in this understanding of the anointing oil, uh, Moses then anoints the tabernacle and furniture with oil. 
It's kind of interesting that in the, in the church today, an all seems to be directly related to Pentecostals or Charismatics. When in fact, God instituted that through Moses to anoint the objects that serve Him as He comes and His presence comes before the people. Notice that it's not something charismatic, automatic, or fanatic. It's something that in the Old Testament, God instituted the use of oil. The altar, a burnt offering in front of the tabernacle, is anointed with oil seven times. You just, a, a, a basin of oil, you put your hand on it, soak it in, and then sprinkle, sprinkle. And so, I can say that the clothing of the priest, uh, the hands of the priest, all of it seems to be involved in anointing not only the utensils outside of the holy place, but in the holy of holies. And so, now let's talk a little bit about the sacrifices. Because the sacrifices is really what we're interested in to, to know. The first sacrifice is the bull. For the offering. Now I I want to stop a little bit. Do you know do you know how expensive is a bull? If you go into a farm anywhere today and look for a bull, or especially a, a breeding bull, it's in the thousands and thousands of dollars. It takes years, years and years to grow that animal. And it had to be perfect, had to be kept apart, had to be fed specially. And uh, so what I'm what I'm saying to you is that uh it's quite a thing to see that. The first sacrifice is the bull for the offering. Moses himself slaughters the bull after Aaron and his sons identify it. What do you mean identify it? You put your hand on top of the animal, on the head of the animal, and you make a connection that I am transmitting my sin unto the head of of the bull. The animal is supposed to receive my sin. The, the bull, the understanding was, it will carry the sins to God. Not just uh, somebody who is uh, an object, uh, but uh, it carries the sin. Some of the blood is paid. And of course, this bull carries the sin, making institution of the Levitical priesthood as unique. Some of the blood uh, 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 of these animals is placed on the horns of the altar. Whereby offenses by Aaron and his sons against the altar are taken away. In a very special sense, atonement is made for them. Now, the horn of the altar is at each corner of the, of the brazen altar. has a cup and a horn with a cup. Meaning you, you have to filled with oil, with oil, blood of the, of the animal. Now, we begin now to make a connection between the blood of the animal and specifically the sin of the sinner. So let's, let's stop a little bit and look at this a little more uh, distinctively. We're trying to make a connection between the blood of the animal with the actual sin of the sinner. Because when the sinner brings the animal 
the priests would not even look at the sinner until they make sure that the animal is acceptable. It's pure. It's without any blemish. And that's my, 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 my object here, is that I want you to understand that Jesus, because of His righteousness and purity, never sinned. When you put your trust in Him, when you identify with Jesus, the Lamb who took the sins of the world. That's where that expression comes for John the Baptist. The Lamb that took the sins of the world. Remember that. So when you come in and you say, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and you mention the name of Jesus, you are actually transmitting to Him all your sins. He takes away all your sins. If you confess your sins, He's just and faithful to forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So now you begin to get an idea of what really was happening way down in the Median Desert a year after 400 years of bondage and slavery. Israel sits in the desert and God begins to teach them how to deal with sin. I hope you are understanding this and I hope you're paying attention this morning because the sacrifices are very important. The rest of the blood after pouring on the horns of the altar is poured on the base of the altar. And that simply means it is consecrated. Now notice that consecration then, <clears throat> it is to be in the midst of the desert along with uh, an attire of, of elders and priests <clears throat> and the clothing <clears throat> the clothing that uh, is on, to on top of the priest begins with a bath on the laven where the water is and all the way uh, to pouring uh, oil on, inside of the holy place and, and the utensils. Now the next sacrifice is the ram for the burnt offering. I didn't mention too much about how the bullock is slaughtered, but the blood is caught from the vein in a basin and, and applied. And of course the animal is on the floor. The animal then is brought in to be cleansed and the skin removed and taken outside of the camp and only, only offer the, the pure uh, and solid meat without the, uh, without, the, uh, without the blood. Amen? Now the next thing then, is the ram for the burnt offering. Moses also slaughters these animals and cut them into pieces. Aaron and his sons must realize now that their dedication calls for total submission to God. So, so the consecration is, is in effect a, 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 not an, a, a, a series of sacrifices and healing and cleansing but the, the meaning of all of this is that the priest will come into submission to God. That is why God says to Moses, I commend you to do exactly as I'm telling you. Aaron and his sons must realize 
That their dedication calls for total submission to God. Complete submission. I know you are a priest and a minister or someone that serves the Lord. Uh, when you are in control of your life, you're not under submission. Under submission means you have no idea. You have no right. You have no what to say, what to do. You, 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 you simply present yourself as a living sacrifice and you ask God to deal with everything that you must do and God will give direction and purpose. But without total submission, you're running your show. So Moses next takes the rim for the ordination of Aaron and his sons, placed their hands on the animal, identifying as their substitute. Meaning, the rim is there. The sons of Aaron come and they put their hand on the head of the, of the, of the, of the animal. Identifying, transmitting as, as their substitute for their sins and slaughters it. And the priest did slaughters. Aaron slaughters the ram. Taking some of its blood, he places on the lobes of the right ear of Aaron and his sons. So you have a basin with blood. You put your hand on it. And you come down here in this right ear, in this lobe. You, are, you, 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 are, you anoint with, uh, uh, with blood. The thumbs on the right hand is sprinkled against the altar on all sides. The rest of the blood is sprinkled on the altar on the all sides. So the big toe on the right hand is, is Leviticus 8.23. The question is this. Uh, what is the meaning <coughs> of... Let's take a look at the rest of this and I'll show you. Uh, the rest of the blood is sprinkled against the altar on all sides. <coughs> the virtue of this special dedication offering, Aaron and his sons are to remember that what they hear with their ears, <coughs> whatever, what they will do with their hands, and wherever they go with their feet, is to be totally consecrated to God. That's, a, that's an interesting thing. Here we are. Uh, God's been telling me that uh, that uh, I, I, we need to go to Peru this next week. Uh, Due to the COVID vaccine, many cannot go. There's a small group of 22, 23 people that are going. <clears throat> and, uh, but I'm sure, without any doubt, any doubt, any confusion, that the Lord uh, spoke to me through the mouth of Bishop Samuel. Now, I went in to talk to him very, very, very discouraged. And as that man stopped my conversation with him, he, I don't know, he interrupted what I was saying. And he began to pray, and the presence of God just filled, filled the office downstairs, and I knew. You see, that, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that whatever I hear, whatever I do with my hands, whatever I walk with my feet, has to be totally, completely submitted to God and consecrated to Him, because I cannot make decisions until the Lord reveal Himself. Anything less is detestable to him and a bad example for the people. Has to be. This is the way God wanted. My ear, my hearing, my hands that I do and my feet that I go. So I'm asking the Lord to consecrate me this morning that whatever I hear, I'll be able to say to the people of God in Peru, 
whatever I do with my hands be acceptable unto God. And where my feet will lead me will be a blessing to those that receive me. That's the concept of consecration. And it operates not just when you go on a mission trip, but operates every morning, every time that, that we get to behind this Bible, every time we come together. It is not something that we sort of do uh, now and then once a year. It's every single minute of the day. Every single minute of the day. I have a lot of wishes and desires in my heart. But the Lord has to confirm to me what I need to do. And so I'm waiting for Him to confirm. My ears are intent toward His voice. And I'm totally committed and submitted to do whatever He tells me. Jesus Christ the Messiah exemplified a perfect dedication in whatever He heard and did. And wherever He walked, direction was there. We too as priests of the Lord uh, are the very anointing of the Old Testament priest relates to how we use our here, our hands, and our feet. We're not in the Old Testament, but it applies to us today. The consecration of our bodies as living sacrifices began in the morning as we kneel before the Lord, as we pray before the Lord. Now the rest of the ram ordination and the feet for the Lord, the rest of the ordination is handled and a unique thanksgiving offering. Verses 25 to 32 uh, of, of chapter uh, 8 of Leviticus. The fat, the fat tail, the inner organs, along with some of the unleavened bread, are placed on the right tie, of all which is then placed on the hands of Aaron and his sons, and waved before the Lord as a wave offering. Now, look, you saw how they were dressed. The effort or the undergarments, beautiful, white, uh, uh, with marks of, of uh, purple, royal majesty and honor. And now here they are, the rest of the animal. You're talking about uh, uh, all that I mentioned to you here, which is uh, the organs. All of this is waved before the Lord and Moses, and is Moses' portion for the service. Now what's left then out of that is the ram, the carcass, the bones, is then cooked, and its flesh along with a level bread is served as a meal of thanksgiving for Aaron and his sons. I'm reminded of uh, our sister, uh, Betty McKinney, as she was with us here for 20 years, that she would take the bones of the turkey, and I want to throw it away. And everybody say, what are you going to do with that, Betty? And she would say to us, you cook the bones and do turkey soup. And so, and so what's left of the carcass is then cooked, just like Miss Betty did, and its flesh along with the level of bread is served as a meal for thanksgiving for Aaron and his sons. The leftover is burned. After the meal, now listen to this, after the meal, Moses summons Aaron and his sons, as well as all the leaders of Israel, the heads of each family, the Kohatites uh, and all the others. 
He summons them to come together. And Moses tells the priest to remain in the tabernacle area for seven days and seven nights in anticipation for their ministry. Now, it, it, that is just something, something amazing. You remember, they were for ten days in Pentecost waiting upon the Lord. Well, in the desert, it took seven days. Remain within the tabernacle area. Around the tabernacle area. They put their little tents and they stay there for seven days fasting and praying. After the week has passed and everything is completed now, Moses summons Aaron and his sons as well as the little bit. He tells Aaron to take a bull calf. Now what is a bull calf? It's, a, it's just a small bull. It's a small animal. The son uh, of, of Mr. Big Bull. Small. As well as the leaders of Israel. And he, uh, he takes the bull calf for the sins offering and a ram for the burnt offering. And the leaders take a male goat for the sin offering and a calf and a lamb, both a year old without defect. Now notice that now that uh, the bull has been uh, completely dealt with, the most expensive offering, and the, all the priests are consecrated. Now, it's the consecration here in this Bible teaching this morning is, is Aaron and his sons. And, of course, the one officiating this is, is Moses. But now, other people come in into the area. After the week passed, listen to this. Moses summons Aaron, his sons, as well as the leaders of Israel. And there are many, 300, 400 of them. He tells Aaron to take a bull calf for your sin and a ram for your burnt offering. And the leaders to take a male goat for the sin offering and a calf and a lamb, both a year old without defect, for the burnt offering. And an ox and a ram for the fellowship offering to sacrifice for the, together with a grain offering mixed with oil. Now, these animals have specific value to the people that are being consecrated. Because here, he is consecrating the leaders. Notice that, uh, that the consecration of the priest itself, uh, in a bull, and all that he does, and how they deal with it, it involves a meal. And the thing about this meal is that it's, per, it's pertaining clearly to only uh, the sons of Aaron, and of course, Moses. Uh, officiating to Aaron and his sons. And so, next, Moses announces at the gathering that God is going to appear before them. Now, the appearing of God to the leaders of Israel and the consecration of the priests, uh, uh, it's very, very amazingly sophisticated in essence, amazingly beautifully done, amazingly uh, holy and pure before God. And, uh, but to ask and to tell the leaders after they sacrifice these animals and all of them are partaking the same way and burned into the altar and offered unto God and transmit their sins to that animal, all of that we've been talking about. Now suddenly, the announcement comes from Moses himself that God now will appear before them. The entire assembly comes 
and stands before the tent of the meeting. That is the highlight. That is the most important thing. That is the culmination of a whole day close to two to three to four weeks of consecration because this is not done in 15 minutes. You're talking about hundreds of priests, all of the utensils, all of the uh, 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 the families, all of the elderly priests that were there dressed accordingly. I told you how they dressed. And so what I'm saying to you is that it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a climax. It begins very quietly and it builds up for months upon months of the people of God in the desert celebrating and doing these sacrifices and, and presenting themselves as living sacrifices before God, transmitting their sins in the heads of the animals. Now, God is going to appear. Oh my goodness gracious, imagine you standing there looking at this as hundreds of people everywhere are standing waiting for the presence of God. You see, a mind that's been in, uh, in many, many ways bound up for 400 years is not able to comprehend this. But because of how the sin is transmitted from you to a, an animal in front of you, the whole thing stands on this. <clears throat> sins can be transmitted to an animal. And so as the sins are transmitted to an animal, then God shows up. I want you to take that thought in your mind, in your heart this morning. And I want you to sort of comprehend this. That as you live your Christian life, as you live what God has called you to live and do, that you consecrate your body as a living sacrifice before God today. And as you transmit to Jesus your sins, He is just and right and pure to forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit of God. Amen. Senhor, eu vejo o mundo triste Atribulado pela ação de Satanás Clamando no escuro Correndo e olhando para trás E eu vejo de coração 